Hello, and welcome to the EdTech Podcast brought to you by the experts at iStation. I'm Hillary Kennedy. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This episode, it's going to be all about how to motivate and engage educators in challenging times. And our goal today is to cover some ways administrators and district personnel can support teachers during these unprecedented times. And I, I think that you're really going to enjoy hearing from our guests and walk away feeling empowered and informed. So I have two fantastic guests sharing their insight today. First, we have Dr. Karen Ingram, PhD, national educational expert for the iStation, and Dr. Claudia Casillas, PhD, professional learning consultant with customer success with iStation. Thank you both for joining me on the show today, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, I would like to start off talking about technology. You know, the pandemic led to a rise in virtual learning and, and some big investments in digital learning tools. So Karen, I'll, I'll start with you. How important is the need for technology that gives instructional time back to teachers, as well as training on how to connect them to their current instructional routines? Okay, well, I'm glad you asked that question uh, because technology is paramount for us. But um, I want to start by talking about the fact that when a solution is comprehensive and it's flexible, when that technology is comprehensive and, and flexible, what, and what, what I mean by that, by flexible, it can be used on campus or it can be used away from school. It helps with creating a consistent instructional routine for students. And so students are, you know, they find it easy to use because they've used it at school. They can use it at home. But we also know that there must be a definite plan in place for the use of that technology. And so one of the plans that we find um, is, is best is through a blended learning environment. And so with that, with a blended learning environment, you have kids using the technology, but then also we don't take the teacher out of the equation. It's just simply there to support the teacher and provide information for that teacher so that teacher can target face-to-face -face instruction. And when you have technology in the mix and technology is helping to provide an assessment like uh, like we have at iStation and identify those skills that teachers need to target in that small group instruction, it gives that time back to the teacher because the teacher is not having to work quite as hard in, in looking for um, what students, uh, what students need. But then also we know that Tech, you know, just because it's technology doesn't make it great. It's got to, ha it has to have quality content. And by quality con content, I'm, I'm thinking about when we think about teaching kids how to read, we want to make sure that the content is built on the science of reading. When we're talking about kids becoming fluent in English reading. In Spanish reading, we want authentic, you're going to need an authentic program that teaches kids to uh, become fluent readers in, in that language. And then when we think about math, um, we think about, we want a, a product that's going to help develop those mathematical processes. And so with that, you want a comprehensive program that's going to support students' literacy skills and their numeracy skills. And iStation actually has, a, has great programs in all three of those areas. And then also when I think about... Um, you know, um, a lot of times because of the pandemic, we're, we, we want to talk about what, 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 what has been lost, right? Um, but I do want to point out that a lot of students have gained computer skills um, because of being quarantined and working on the computer more than they, than they had in the past. And so uh, I'm, I'm excited about the fact that uh, computers have, have really taken a front stage in helping students to not only uh, develop in their content, in those content areas, 
areas, but also helping them with those skills that they're going to need for future endeavors in education, as well as for um, the future job job market. And then we know that um, no computer technology is effective without great implementation, right? And so you, you're going to need quality training on how to use the product. And so with PD specialists or professional development specialists um, that are as fantastic as the ones that we have at iStation, like Claudia here, um, they, they actually understand, because they're teachers themselves, they actually understand the pedagogy that it takes to help develop students. And so they're able to come in and not just talk, teach them, teach the teachers about how to use the program, but also to show them how they can use a progress monitoring tool like ICIP with corresponding online um, resources and face-to-face resources, so that teachers can, you know, they'll be able to help them use those pro- use those resources and show them how to incorporate it into their current classroom instruction and processes. I love it. And I love the positive spin you put on that too, because that is a great point that that computer literacy really has gone up in the last year. And so, Claudia, I would like for you to address the importance of paying attention to the current unique needs of teachers and students on campuses. How can we build relationships and and connect with them in a a meaningful way? I I love the question. I think relationships are really at the heart of what the human experience is all about. If we think of just way, way past, it it was a survival mechanism, the relationships that we had. We had to be together for safety. And I think much the same idea applies, although we can deepen that and go into more meaningful connections that can foster how it is that we engage, how it is that we work. So the relationships that administrators have with instructional leaders in the classroom, that has to be an equal relationship. There has to be that opportunity for teachers to have space carved out for them to be able to speak to what their own needs are. And administrators have the responsibility to be really active listeners and really engage in ways that are authentic that show value to what work teachers put into their efforts in terms of literacy for every child. So the relationship is at the heart. Without the relationship, without a meaningful connection, then that space is, you're not able to have that space to be able to go deep, to be able to be truly authentic, truly genuine, and with so much that people have experienced, educators, families, children, with the stress that we've all gone through in surviving this time frame, that relationship is really the, the scaffold. It's the foundation that we need to make sure is really strong to uplift the people that are doing some of the most important work on the planet. And those are teachers. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you brought up a really great point. You know, so many students were quarantined during this last school year and a lot of them, maybe they didn't have those, those great relationships and maybe they were in some unhealthy environments because school does represent a safe haven for so many students. 
Um, and Karen, I know some students return to school this fall after living in these conditions for an extended period of time. And those teachers not only have to work to accelerate their learning, but then engage them long enough for them to learn. So in a time of learning loss, lost instructional time, learning lag, all of those things, how can time for planning and data digs be provided for teachers? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I've talked to several of my teacher friends that are still in the field. And one thing is for sure is that teachers have always needed time for planning and reviewing data. That's just a given. But now more than ever, um, teachers really need intensive data monitoring time, time for that, uh, so that they can accelerate learning and fill gaps that may have been caused by loss of instruction or, you know, and let's face it, also the trauma that they, that they have gone through and the kids have gone through. And so administrators will need to be creative. They're going to have to be creative and in providing time for instructional planning and data digs. And this is, this is all during a time when time is really a luxury. So um, I know that that's asking a lot, but teachers really need time to determine um, which students need support and how to best target that instruction in, in what specific areas so that when they get in front of the kids, that instructional time is targeted. And, you know, technology uh, technology like iStation can help uh, by providing detailed reports on student performances uh, and then also growth trajectories. And this helps teachers to make good use of their time when they get in those professional uh, planning periods. And then, you know, really creative administrators can even come up with creative scheduling you know, to help to allow time for those professional, um, you know, data digs and that professional conversation that teachers need to have with their colleagues. But then if we're thinking about being creative, also thinking about allowing some kind of time for teachers to have for mindful moments, you know, it's, it's sometime during the day where teachers can decompress and they can reflect. And so, you know, giving them time to, 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 to support that, to support their mental health, will help them in supporting the mental health of their, of their students. And I know that's, that's asking a lot. So, you know, if we back up and we say, well, at the very least, and when I talk to my, my teacher friends at the very least, just being respectful of their personal time. So be, besides providing that professional time for them to do those data digs and plan instruction, also giving, you know, being respectful of their personal time, not, not inundating them with uh, deadlines and tasks that have to be completed during that teacher's personal time. And so, you know, they, they need their personal time and they need to be in charge of their personal time. So I think that um, we have a new era. We have a lot to think about in, in terms of helping teachers to uh, provide great instruction, but also helping them with their mental health so that they can support their students as well. That's a great point. Everybody needs that time away to rest and recharge so they can get back at it with, you know, excitement and passion. And, uh, and Claudia, I know during the pandemic, you had many one-on-one -on -one sessions with teachers. Could you share some examples why structuring professional learning in a way that is, is bite-sized and responsive is so important, as well as connecting PD to overall goals that are created with and by teachers? It's a great question. Professional learning is really integral to student success. And all teachers go into this mission, into this work of educating children 
with the right mindset, with the right heart. So teachers are doing this incredible work that is very intensive, body, mind, and spirit. They're doing this incredible work and it takes a lot of energy. And so the brain really needs time to process information. So much the way a teacher takes time, say 15, 20 minutes, and then transitions into another activity, stops and checks for learning. We have to apply those same principles of learning when we engage with teachers. I have been really, really fortunate in my career to work with hundreds of amazing, amazing teachers. And so what I've learned over time is to be more responsive before, during, as well as after those opportunities, those really wonderful opportunities to connect. So before soliciting information, whether it's a Google form or just uh, some sort of email connecting back, that is a way to make sure that teacher needs are being met. So you're kind of keeping track of the communication with lots of different folks. And then again, being really responsive in the moment, stopping and thinking, having those different kinds of um, engaging activities that we've all developed in our virtual sessions, whether it be a poll or whether the people do something in the chat or something as simple as how about unmuting and telling me how you're feeling, how this information is helpful for you. So engaging in professional learning where it's kind of like a conversation where it's not just me leading the way, it's me and my, my colleagues. I'm very fortunate to work with an amazing group of folks where we're really trying to partner with and walk side by side on the journey with teachers, valuing the work that they do, honoring their time and honoring their input, again, before, during, and after professional learning experiences. And then doing what we know the brain needs, giving bite-sized pieces, allowing time to process. So it's a way of going deeper with learning instead of trying to cover as many topics as possible or as many concepts as possible, trying to get as much in as possible. What do we really get? So instead, slowing down, being real clear, this is what our goal is for right now. This is what we're going to work on for this time frame, based on what you all have let me know you need and based on what I understand about iStation. This is what we're coming together as partners to deepen understanding. I love that quality over quantity approach. For sure. <laughs> And I know you've both kind of touched on this and, and I just want to go over it one more time before we close. You know, teachers have a lot of autonomy in some ways and not so much in others. How vital is control over how their time is spent and how can we provide additional support and comfort to them? I love, I love the idea of comfort. Um, and if I may, Karen, uh, just kind of jump in on that. The work that teachers are engaged in is really it's, it's so important. It is vital to everyone's well-being. We're all interconnected with each other. So the more that we care for our teachers, the more that we are authentic and genuine with where they are by honoring where they are, um, I feel that it serves as a source of inspiration when 
a teacher looks at you and realizes, oh my gosh, this person really does truly care about where I am at today and what I need to help me do the work that I'm doing more efficiently or um, in a way that doesn't take so, so much energy away from me. And that helps me in my instructional planning. That makes a big difference. And that goes back to that idea of connecting. Connecting is a source of comfort. So how we connect, the words that we use, the tone that we take, the pacing that we take, that's a form of respect. That's a form of honoring and valuing the intense work that educators do every single day. Absolutely. I, I love when you mentioned tone, because that is something that I think people rarely think about, but it is very important. Um, and Dr. Ingram, what about you? Do you have anything that you'd like to offer there about, you know, how we can provide additional support and comfort or, or how vital is, you know, a teacher having control over how their time is spent? You know, and as I mentioned before, um, I think even, you know, we, we think about giving kids uh, choice and agency. You know, we think about making sure uh, within our program or within our instruction that we give them choice and agency because we know that that helps with engagement, right? Um, but sometimes I think we forget that for adults, that adults also need to feel like they have choice in what they're doing and how they're doing it. And so... Um, you know, allowing teachers, teachers, teachers go into this profession uh, or, um, and I hate to call it a profession. It's, um, what's the other word? It's really more of it's a, a mission. Um, it's a mission. Yeah, exactly. It's a mission. And, you know, and, and we go into this, um, of course, not to make money, but <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but we go into it because we have a heart. We have a heart for, for, for others. We have a heart for watching kids grow. And, um, and we're also pretty creative people, you know, teachers are pretty creative. And so if you, if you tell, if, if you tell me this is what has to be taught, you know, allowing me that autonomy to go in and figure out how I'm going to do it and just give me the support, you know, with the resources that I need and, you know, give me those resources and let me figure out how I'm going to do it. That gives me, makes me feel like I have agency. I feel like I have choice in what I'm doing and I feel in charge. I feel, you know, I feel more, um, I feel more in charge of my life and what I'm doing to, to, to support kiddos. And so I think that, um, you know, autonomy, we, we understand that there's always a structure in place for any, um, system or any, um, in infrastructure, but also making sure that we allow time for creativity and, and, um, um, personal thinking, uh, you know, idea thinking and, 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 and inviting teachers into the planning and the, and the idea planning and brainstorming and making them feel like they're part of the process. I think that is so important about providing autonomy to educators. Can I just connect back to that? Um, we talked a little bit earlier about the idea of administrators and, and educators standing on equal ground. And that really goes to the infrastructure and the school culture and the district culture, the campus culture, the classroom culture. The infrastructure of shared leadership is going to support that autonomy and the choice that teachers can have to say, okay, here's these ideas. Let's look at what makes sense logistically, energy-wise, and come together as a team and there goes back to that idea of connection, right? The relationships that, that folks have at both 
the micro and macro level, but that shared leadership is really going to support autonomy for teachers. It's a necessary element. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I love that team mentality. And uh, we're so fortunate to have you, Dr. Ingram, you, Dr. Casillas, on the iStation team doing this hard work, supporting these teachers, especially during these unprecedented times and, and working with personnel. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to, to share your ideas and your expertise today. Thank you so much. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that this topic is going out into the airways. So thank you so much, Hillary. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for allowing us to share our ideas and, and reflections with you. It's, it's an honor to be here. Well, I think everyone listening is going to be uplifted by your suggestions and, and we'll have a new perspective on how to support teachers and personnel. So I want to thank everyone who has tuned in for this episode of EdTech brought to you by iStation. If you like what you heard, you can check out more episodes of the show by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you like to get your podcasts. We'll be back with another episode soon, so watch for that. But until then, I'm Hillary Kennedy. Thanks so much for tuning in.